This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as Sir Ezra the Watchful, History of Magic Professor, the Flannel Wizard, obviously. Yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host, and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Einen wunderschönen guten Tag. We're so happy that you're here. Come in and make yourself at home in our beautiful little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. This is episode number 74 of Shell Cottage Radio, and this week we talk about chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Cat, Rat, and Dog. As usual, we will start with our cottage catch-up train for future trivia nights and do our best to learn more about magical and fantastic beasts this time again. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, how are you well i i I'm, I'm great i was just thinking too you always say that we're trading for future trivia nights oh when are they gonna come right? when are they gonna come we need to go to like um some i don't know just like bar trivia mm -hmm. some harry potter bar trivia i know up in cleveland that they have some for sure oh they probably do in cleveland and columbus yeah. so we should check that out we need to check sure. it out and we need to see how old bill is doing and how i'm gonna fare <laughs> Because uh, I think I do okay, but uh, yeah, still need some more trivia training. But I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing much better. Any of you who follow us over on social media will know that I about didn't make it over in Germany. <laughs> um, we went away for the holidays. We went back to Germany. It was awesome. It was wonderful. But I was sick the entire time. Yes, you were. And I mean, I was sick. I've never seen you that thick. Thick? Sick? Thick? <laughs> What'd you say? What the? Whoa. <laughs> and you can see the first mic bump on camera again. Oh, my gosh. This is great. <laughs> see, this is that, great. I've never seen you that sick. Yeah. That sick. I've never seen you that sick. Yes. <laughs> I was sick. I was very sick and uh, could not. I think we were talking to Rika a little bit. We had our episode last week, right? Mm -hmm. well, I think that uh, just posted. And we had said in there we were making some predictions about how things were going right. to go right how things <laughs> were going to go in germany we were um premonitions uh forecasting the weather and basically saying that all weathermen are essentially they have the gift the right. inner eye right they yes. can see uh but we were right about the weather uh, i just was not able to foresee my own illness coming yeah. and i wonder if that's a thing maybe that's a good thing honestly well yeah but i I'm, I'm wondering too even in the harry potter sort of uh universe world like can you prophesy or foresee things about your own self you Ooh. know because trelawney it's typically about other people if you could do that for yourself yeah and right and when they do their classwork don't they always do it for their partner like okay give me your teacup i'll yes, look they at... do don't yes they? i mean i yeah. don't know if that's a movie right. thing yeah. But I feel like they don't look at their own. I feel like it's just an explanation as to why I yeah. did not foresee my own. Yeah, because you're actually a true seer. And right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though I'm ironically the history of magic professor, so I'm looking backwards. And yeah, you know what I mean, I don't really care about the future. We're looking backwards. But I um, had a great time. It was cool. We got back still dealing with like a little ear situation thing. I'm not sure if I had a viral infection bacterial. I don't know. But stay safe out there, friends. Uh, Get your vitamin C and mm-hmm. get your what is the drink we had? I had lemon and um, lemon, ginger root and honey, honey, honey. Yeah. Thanks, honey. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, it was nice. It was great. And uh, it did help a lot. But I was I know, when you're when you're when you're like away from your space and stuff, it's mm-hmm. tough. to. Oh, kinda... I, be- I felt so bad because we were also yeah. moving space like, you know, with the holidays, you go see your family and then go see other family. And we're, so we were moving houses like every two days. And I felt bad. Yeah. I felt so bad for you because it's all good. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you back, though, your normal self. And um, it's good. Uh also, I feel like we haven't talked about food in the last p- couple of episodes. What's wrong with us? I know, right? I'm I wanted this to be a part of our of our podcast. So, the latest thing that you guys know, we always try to find something like healthier options or I don't know, not always, but we do yeah, not always try to <laughs> stay on the healthy side of eating. And right now, uh I try to satisfy my sugar, my sweet tooth. Yeah. And it's really not that bad during the week. I just get that sweet tooth after dinner. Just one little thing that I yeah, need. Yeah. And now I satisfy it with one or two dates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I make hot chocolate, but with raw cocoa powder. Yes. It's great. It is good, actually. So just have one date and drink some raw hot chocolate. So good. Now, some of you out there going like, Lottie, seriously, one date leads to two, two leads to three. <laughs> And we all know what or, happens on the third date. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. We won't go there, but uh, no, we have been. You've been trying to to do more of that. I think it's, it's the new year, so happy new year again to everybody. I think we said that uh, last time as yeah. well. But uh, this for us is a start to a new year, and we just brought in, by the way, our video version of the podcast. Hello, over there on YouTube. Um, it's just something. It's a companion piece to what we do. Truly, the audio format is what we try to mm-hmm. uh, perfect and put out a good audio product. But we have a visual now as well. Yeah. Uh, and we do make, you know, our, our theory videos, our shorts and things like that uh, over on the YouTube. So we'll continue to do that. Just wanted to, to upgrade a little bit, you know, and have some, yes. you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to us a little bit. So it's fun. It's been fun. And uh, you guys can go check that out. Be sure to be sure to do that. So, yeah. Maybe, yes. Yeah. And it's again, it's January. So uh, lots of resolutions but we try to get away a little bit more from resolutions do these resolutions because yeah as we know like everybody sets them but then something gets in the way like it's there's nothing wrong with having goals for the year but you shouldn't beat yourself up if something happens and oh no january 2nd you did something that didn't fit in within your resolutions right then don't do that like just just try to hit your goals within the 12 months and try to find something what we now try to do is find a word or phrase or something that we yeah, set up for going. the year that we always go back to if we, you know, get off course sometimes. Yeah. So uh, it might sound a little corny, but it helps for us this year. It's positive mindset, positive energy and positive growth. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm very excited because we were on a walk the other day. We go on walks all the time. It helps. And one of the air quote resolutions, one of the things I want to do this year, too, is if we don't go for to the gym after dinner, mm-hmm. we go for a walk. We go for a 10 minute walk 
and we are lucky we live in an area where we can, can go to a walk uh, on a walk right away yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah um and that helps so much even if it's 10 minutes it just helps the food settle get some yeah. fresh air and talk about stuff like that and this is That's what great. we came up with um so notice three times the power of three there all uh, right which is positive 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 yeah. keep it positive friends it helps <laughs> in your life um there's so much we say this all the time and, and uh, you know again we're a harry potter podcast but we just this is our show cottage and we like to just talk about the things we like to talk about and uh we choose to talk about things in a positive light right we right. choose to kind of uh wade into positive conversations in the in the potter universe whoa lots of peas going on here um but yeah i don't know i just yeah. think um that's sort of at the, at the core uh, of, of what we're looking at for this new year is just that positive energy. Right. Positive Potter so, people as yes. well, too. <laughs> and uh, we we're not we don't mean by that like positive, like this almost toxic positivity where everything needs to be positive no, or you no, need no, no. to make something positive that's not. Yeah. But like try to see the good in things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, sure. And focus on that. That's the thing. Like focus on the things that you want to attract in your life. Your focus yeah. determines your reality. Love that. We need that as a quote somewhere yeah. in our studio. Yeah, we will. For sure. Yeah. Well, because it's so easy to drift into negative mindsets and, and stuff. So I think to try to be active um, and actively, you know, pursue positivity the best you can. Uh, where we can yeah it is, is is important but you're right yeah you gotta acknowledge that not 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 you know in a toxic way yeah. so okay well well that was a little cottage ketchup anything else for cottage ketchup? no ketchup i like to go to the mustard i like mustard <laughs> yeah sorry ketchup's got i think i've said it before it's got too many carbs cutting <laughs> it out so strictly get some mustard the cottage met the yeah the cottage mustard <laughs> pull it out let's let's get after it um but we are we actually just listened to two chapters today we did of, yeah because right? we did our research yeah we had a great episode totally. with with uh rika so if you guys want to back up on that one and check it out for uh get on the, on the audio version if you're listening there you'll, you've already heard it over on youtube you need to go back and find that over on uh apple podcast or you can find it on spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts but we had even a great on audible even on audible <laughs> right um we've been talking with her about i think we're doing uh professor trelawney's predictions yeah so then when we kind of get into this chapter you're looking at how all of that sort of unfolds and the timing on it. And when is the sun setting and where is it all going down? Because midnight, something big is going to happen, according to her. Uh, right. And it's just like you almost forget. And I know we're about to go into the, the, the trivia training, but I just want to say as we go into this chapter, you almost forget about that chapter because of the crazy reveals. Like the first time you yeah. read this chapter, it's easy to forget that one because yes. you don't even see Pettigrew coming. You don't even know that this is a player still in the story. No, you yeah. don't understand that in your, in your, in your first read through. So uh, upon a second read, it's like, yeah, it's easier to keep that in mind. But I just, I do remember um, thinking how wild this is. And it's easy on, on a reread to listen to it and go, dang, yeah. this is some crazy, crazy stuff that breaks down in this chapter. True. But before we jump into all of that, um, I think we're going to dive into the trivia training, correct? Yes, I have two questions for you today. And do I know the answer? We <laughs> shall find out. Okay, the first question takes us back to Chamber of Secrets. Okay, so which anniversary of his death day is nearly headless Nick celebrating in Chamber of Secrets? What? So they're going to the death day party. It's which his, anniversary is it? Is it his four, five? Is it his five hundred? Is how five hundred? Is his five hundred something? Is give that your clue? final, give me final answer? Give me, 
Can I have a clue, please? Okay, the clue is, is that your final answer? Uh, it's his fifth hundred. It's his 500th. Uh, <laughs> it's his five, five zero zero. Yes, that is correct. His fifth hundred, five hundredth. Is Death it really? Party. <laughs> that was yeah. a shot in the dark. That yeah. was an absolute shot in the dark. I just kind of thought like, okay, it's not like. So that 100. means, wait, that means nearly had right? Nick lived during the, what, 1500s? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometime during the 1500s is yeah. when he was. Sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. And very good. So one point for one question. Let's ding, see ding, if ding, you ding. Get... I really did guess on that. I really did. And guess. you did great. I mean, that's, that was. I know we read it. So maybe <laughs> you know how some of those things get tucked away and you're just oh like, yeah and you think you don't know but yeah that's why we keep training okay right. how many pull... of you out there honestly as you were going through didn't stop and look it up and were like yeah I think I know this on the on the <laughs> mm, mm, mm. okay next we have one more yeah one more okay. okay whose Harry Potter character's birthday is on New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve I think you know this. We have yes. a Harry Potter character, character whose birthday is yes, on because it's a, it's a misprediction by Trelawney. Um, yes. It's Tom Riddle. Correct. Right? Voldemort slash Tom yes. Riddle's birthday is on New Year's Eve. Right, because she she predicts something about December. Harry, and she says something yeah, in in December, and it's not Harry's birthday, and so you think she's wrong. She's wrong, but yes. it's it's Voldemort's because of the scar, right? Yeah, because of the Horcrux. Horcrux. The part, yeah. yeah, she okay. sees the birthday. Might see. We Woo! don't know, but. December 31st is when uh, Tom Riddle celebrated his birthday. Wow, you're really challenging the old history professor over here, like, on on dates and stuff. You got full points. Yeah, I know, but I just mean, like, I lucked out there. The second one, I think I knew, but the first one, I definitely did. Okie dokie. Pretty good. All right. All right, fine. Okay, now on to Bill's favorite part of the show, the Magic Zoology lesson. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep it short and sweet this week. We'll take a closer look at the Krupp. The what? The Krupp. Who's that? C-R-U-P. Krupp. Krupp. Do you know what kind of... Okay, before you take a look at it, do you know what kind of animal it could be? It sounds like a... Sounds like... Sounds like what I had over over winter break. I had the Krupp. (laughs) It sounds like I had like, you know, Uh, some sort of infect... Yeah, Yeah. sickness or something. I, I don't know. Um, this is one that I only recently learned what it is. I think did they cover it in? Gotta look it up. In uh, it's not even coming up. Wait, it's not C R U P. Um, did did they look at it in Professor Loop class? I'm not sure, but I definitely learned about what it is in, uh, when I played. Uh, what is it called? Hogwarts Mystery. Yeah, I played it a yeah. little bit. I didn't play the whole thing, but that's when it dawned on me. You know how. Uh, wow! I have I'm blacking out. That's cool, by the way. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> what's Crookshanks is half Neasel, so Neasels are cat-like beasts. Krups are dog-like beasts. Okay, they Whoa, have okay. a classification of three X's, which means competent wizards should cope. The Krupp originated in the southeast of England. It closely resembles a Jack Russell Terrier, except for the forked tail. The Krupp is almost certainly a wizard-created dog, as it is intensely loyal to wizards and ferocious towards muggles. It's a great scavenger, eating anything from gnomes to old tires. Oh, Krupp licenses may be obtained from the Department of the... 
for the regulation and control of magical creatures on completion of a simple test to prove that the applicant wizard is capable of controlling the Krupp in Muggle-inhabited areas. Okay. Krupp owners are legally obliged to remove the Krupp's tail with a painless severing charm? Severing. Well, severing. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, let me read that again. Krupp owners are legally obliged to remove the Krupp's tail with a painless severing charm while the Krupp is six to eight weeks old, lest muggles notice it. Mm. Okay. So a little cute Jack Russell Terrier. All right. Not really anything we encounter, I think, throughout the series. Nothing, you know, no one really has one that we know of. But cool yeah. that it's there, that you have this cat-like creatures and dog-like creature, for sure. Like they're typical pet in the western world so that was in um the game the mobile game the or the yeah yeah it was hogwarts the, of mystery or whatever yes there was a whole part of where you could okay. take care of the medical creatures yeah okay it might be even in hogwarts legacy okay Maybe we will encounter i think when you roam the the grounds and surrounding areas of hogwarts a little bit more you might or hogsmeade maybe you see some okay yeah. Cool. So, what you want to have or befriend a crop? Maybe. Maybe. I'm more of a nasal person. I know. Me too. So, I never want to rule it out, though. No, me neither. That's why. Yeah. I, and I, are we saying that because I feel like half of our listeners are judging us because we're nasal people and we're not crop <laughs> people? Uh, are you dog person or are you a cat person? You oh, know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. They might say that. Are you a crop or a nasal person? Yeah. So, nasal. Sorry. But, also, love, sure, Krupp would be fine. No, yeah. You know, I don't know. Especially they're super nice to I wizards. Think my, my Patronus is an Irish wolfhound, so. Yeah. You know. Maybe deep yeah. inside, you you are a dog person. Mm -hmm. Sure. I've, I've never had a dog, so. Mm -hmm. Well, I did have one dog. Not but for you very were very long. little. Yeah, not for very long either, too, so. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Okie dokie. Cool beans. Uh, so we got the trivia and we got the Fantastic Beast. And uh, now, friends, it is time for Boy. us to dive into the summary the summary chapter 17 cat rat and dog paralyzed from shock ron harry and hermione stand still under the invisibility cloak they just heard the executioner's axe swish from afar followed by a howl that must have been hagrid's they can't believe it they really killed Buckbeak. Harry's first impulse is to run back to Hagrid, but the sun is setting fast. Ron and Hermione convince Harry that it would do more harm than good to be seen down at Hagrid's after sunset. On their way back to the castle, Scabbers gets so out of control in Ron's pocket that Ron has trouble keeping him put. And then Harry sees the creature, Crookshanks, lurking in the darkness with his bright yellow eyes, ready to attack the squealing rat. At the sight of Crookshanks, Scabbers musters all the strength and escapes Ron's grip. A literal rat race begins. Scabbers running for his life, closely followed by Crookshanks, who is closely followed by a yelling Ron. Harry and Hermione have no choice. They pull off the cloak and dart after Ron and the pets. Finally, Ron leaps forward and manages to catch Scabbers. But then another creature suddenly approaches the group. It's the giant black dog Harry has been seeing all year long. The beast first attacks Harry and then Ron, who bravely jumps in front of his friend to protect him. The dog sinks his teeth into Ron's arm and aggressively drags his prey away. Both Harry and Hermione try to follow, but are knocked off of their feet by another force. A quick Lumos spell reveals that they're standing right beneath the Whomping Willow. 
Rhonda the dog had vanished in a gap between the roots, but the hostile tree wouldn't let Harry and Hermione get any closer to help their friend, whipping its branches back and forth. Hermione is so desperate that she starts to cry for help, but to her surprise, her cries are heard. Crookshanks finds an opening and places his paw on a knot in the tree. The Whomping Willow stops dead, and Harry and Hermione are able to approach the gap in the roots unharmed. They slide down a low tunnel and quickly follow Crookshanks through the underground passage. Harry remembers that the twins have shown him this tunnel on the Marauder's map before, but they've also told him that no one has ever been able to use it. The tunnel stretches almost as long as the one to Honeydukes, and after what has felt like an eternity, the two finally emerge into a room. A room abandoned, dusty, all furniture broken, and wallpaper torn off. Hermione glances around, thinking. Then her eyes widen, and in a frightened voice, she announces her conclusion. They are in the Shrieking Shack. Suddenly, they hear a noise from upstairs. Wands at the ready, the two tiptoe up the stairs, and with a last nod at each other, they bust the door in front of them open. They spot Ron and Crookshanks laying on a bed and hurry towards them. Ron, however, has a terrified look on his face. When Harry turns around to see what Ron is looking at, it's not the large black dog that he sees, but instead a tall, filthy-haired, thin-looking man. With Ron's wand in his hand, he disarms Harry and Hermione. At the sight of Black, Harry's heart is filled with hatred he's never felt before, and an urge to hurt to kill that man in front of him. Even Ron and Hermione can't hold Harry back as he lunges towards Black. Hermione and Ron quickly join the fist fight to help their friend. But when Harry almost manages to grab his wand, Crookshanks interferes. The cat seems to be on both sides somehow, defending Sirius Black from the kids. Yet Harry is too determined to let the cat stop him. He gets a hold of his wand and orders Ron and Hermione to get out of the way. His wand is pointed directly at Black's heart, but he can't. He can't do it. He hesitates. The seconds go by and before Harry can make another move, yet another man enters the room. It's Remus Lupin. He disarms Harry and then turns to Black. Lupin is acting strange though. He seems uncertain and asks Sirius where he is. Sirius points at Ron and something seems to click and suddenly makes sense to the professor. Horrified, the kids watch him approach Sirius Black, help him up, and hug him. Hermione freaks out and reveals to Ron and Harry that she knows Lupin is a werewolf and that she's been protecting him this whole time. The kids are so outraged and feel so betrayed that they don't give the two men a chance to explain what's going on. Lupin finally hands them back their wands and puts his own away to encourage them to listen. He explains that he was watching Harry on the Marauder's map this evening because he knew they would sneak off to be with Hagrid. When they exited Hagrid's cabin, however, Lupin says he saw another name pop up next to theirs on the map a name of a person he believed to be dead. And the professor demands to have a look at Ron's rat. Ron hesitates, but takes the thrashing Scabbers out of his pocket. Sirius and Remus disclose to the kids that Scabbers is actually a wizard. They claim that Scabbers is actually Peter Pettigrew. We're wizards! Wizards! You we're wizards. rats! <laughs> but we're also wizards! holy smokes what would you do first of all great job on reading that summary hey thanks <laughs> uh what would you do if someone suddenly disclosed to you the pet you've been living with for how many years now i mean probably all his life right 11 12 years. years 12 years yeah not i mean percy had him first but then ron had him for the last couple of years if someone told you this yeah. guy is actually a man yeah it's weird. It's definitely strange. How, like, I mean, do they like, you, you know, you just come back to your room from the shower and you're just like, your rat is in their room. It's chilling. It's just, I mean, 
It's strange. I get it because in the next chapter, Lupin will say, "Hey, series, I know you want to kill him, but we gotta help those kids understand." Understand, yeah. Like there's this major was... trauma, not just for Harry, but also for Ron here. Right. Because this whole time, this whole book, Ron has been extremely caring and extremely worried about Scabbers. It's causing him anxiety, all this different stuff, right? And um, there's this beef between him and Hermione, Crookshanks, the rat, etc. Uh, let's just, I'll just go ahead and say it. I'll just, yeah. I'll just say it. Everyone's thinking it. Maybe you're not. Maybe I'm the only one thinking it. But thank <laughs> God that uh, this wasn't Jenny's pet. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, I know. Oh, my goodness. I what know. The, it's so It's so once you. So I, I give J.K. Rowling credit that like it's the bizarre. Sometimes yeah. in Harry Potter and in the, in the series, there's just bizarre things that that um, seem very magical and yes. seem very strange and weird. And you just never would have thought about it. You never would have like that's what I meant when we started this episode. It's like I could not. I think as you're as you're first reading this, you're trying to figure it out. I think I had seen the movie. Maybe not. No, I, don't, I can't remember. If I had seen it first or not, but I just know that like going through Prisoner of Azkaban, I, I you come to this chapter and it's just bonkers. I know, absolutely, it's such bonkers. a shocker. Yeah, yeah, and you, I almost felt myself even in this in this reread, sort of saying like, okay, get to the store, come on, yes, because like something's up here, something yeah. is wrong. You you feel betrayed, um, and then you're starting to be like, well, there's something weird going on here. This is confusing, mm -hmm. and it's all coming together. And he's a wizard. He's a wizard. Scabbers is a daggone <laughs> wizard, like. Whoa. So yep. anyway, um, uh, let's go back real quick yeah. to the moment when so the kids just left Hagrid's hut, basically, and they heard the axe, what they think is the axe. And they assume Buckbeak just has been killed, which we know later he's not. But they don't know mm -hmm. that yet. Right. So they're trying to I mean, they're really in shock. Hermione keeps saying she can't believe it. Uh, Harry is in shock. They all I mean, it, it really is a big deal for them. Right. What's cool is, uh, so first of all, Scabbers is freaking out. And we wonder why, first of all. Like, did Scabbers know that Crookshanks and Patfoot would be waiting for him in the castle? Because he's been hiding all this time. He's been, he managed to, the, the grounds are easier for him to hide in, right? So mm -hmm. there's so yeah. much, so many trees and bushes. And yeah. I know Crookshanks and, and Patfoot might have good senses, like of smell and stuff. But he knew something was up. He was trying to get away as much as he could yeah and then the kids are under the cloak though were they just so loud like saying hey ron keep your rat quiet yeah. that crookshanks could hear them or did crookshanks can crookshanks see them under the cloak because crookshanks comes up to them mm -hmm. harry sees him what's nice about this so that's the first question does crookshanks see them under the cloak mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or is he just does he just have cat-like senses so he smelled them heard them but he didn't really see them he just knew they have a cloak because of hermione yeah uh second of all i think it's really nice in this moment hermione tries to send crookshanks away and this whole book she's been fighting for her cat yeah she's been saying you know it's he's just a cat it's his nature it's his instincts leave him alone but in this moment they just made up they just became friends again and Ron just found his rat. So she says, Scabbers, uh, Crookshanks, go away. Go away, Crookshanks. So she tries to keep him away from Ron and Scabbers, which yep, is super yep. nice, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What do you think? All right. The The first question is, does, um, does Crookshanks see them under the cloak? Mm -hmm. Mrs. Norris does. I feel like that's... that's uh, yeah, she enough. does? Well, that's the people wonder, right? Uh -huh. First of all, 
they, they show it in the film and there's been multiple times where it seems like Dumbledore can also sense yeah. them. And I think JK Rowling like cleared some of this up in mm-hmm. um how, 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 how did she put it? There was some sort of revealing. I did a short on it actually. There was some sort of revealing spell, yeah. uh, human revelation spell, where you could like, you know, you could see who was in the room or whatever, yeah. so he could see them under the cloak. Um, also, <laughs> j- yeah, revealing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's simple. Um, but you have at uh, on the Marauders map, right? If you're wearing an invisibility cloak, you can be seen. Yes. Right. Still. So, Mrs. Norris, a lot of times when Harry is sneaking around, seems to be kind of like able to still perceive that he's there mm-hmm. and it feels like is that just extra cat senses is it just is there something special but these are magical magic leaves traces right this yeah magic thing. leaves yeah. traces but like it, are the, these cats themselves whether they're measles or whatever like it's mrs norris people also always wonder about like what's going what? on <laughs> yeah. with like is is every animal in the series actually a, a maledictus or maledictus. yeah something right <laughs> Um, so, so who knows, but I mean, Crookshanks definitely, as you said, could hear them, right. Could like, there's that, that sense, know something's up sneaking up on them. Maybe could even smell scabbers mm-hmm. possibly. Cause he's been looking for scabbers. Right. He's on the hunt. What I think is, is that they actually had Hagrid's hut kind of surrounded. I think they were waiting for mm-hmm. a, an opportunity for Hagrid to leave. There's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff going on with Hagrid at that hut. It's it's I'd have to go back and look and see like the the timing of this. But Hagrid at one point leaves and goes to the ministry to make his case. So yes. what was Scabbers out on the grounds and then got into the milk jug or whatever he was in? Right. Was yeah. he in a milk jug yeah. in, in Hagrid's hut? So that's when they find that's when Ron, Harry and, and Hermione find Scabbers again, just like out of the blue in his hut. But he might not have been there the whole time. Yeah. But it makes sense that he maybe was running around doing stuff. And then maybe Hagrid leaves to go to the ministry and he gets in there hides for a little bit and they realize oh he's there but Hagrid comes back and they're doing the appeal process with Buckbeak and then there's a lot of attention going on around Mm -hmm. Hagrid's hut so it's not something that Sirius or Crookshanks would want to really go in there and infiltrate his his hut they're going to draw attention to this big black dog uh the grim (laughs) walking around on 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 the grounds yeah so it feels like they were waiting for him to leave yeah and then he does and they are on him right they're right there as soon as Scabbers is in the open and Scabbers cannot do the thing like, you know, dart under the tree or because, you know, Peter Pettigrew was the only one who could actually get them to the yes. Whomping Willow. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the so Marauders, yep. he Back could easily day. just go in there and hide and Padfoot wouldn't be able to. But then Crookshanks can as well. It's almost like, yes, that's right. And I think that's actually maybe even revealed later on. But that's sort of why um, Sirius recruits Crookshanks. Yes. Which is awesome. Yeah, I it's wanna, awesome. I can't wait get to get this hear. little rat. Yes. You know, that's know. coming up in a few chapters, I think. But it's great. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, yeah. So I think that Crookshanks could see them or sense them in some way. OK, let's let's keep talking yeah. about Crookshanks since we're the talking power about of cats. Crookshanks. OK, yeah. Crookshanks, which is we don't realize it in this book so much more important than in the movies. Yeah. Uh, not just him helping series. We don't really get that feeling in the, in the movies. It feels like he's just this mean cat who's trying to eat the rat right 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 right. so uh he helps so much more in the books and right after they get attacked by Sirius. so scabbers bites ron ron runs after scabbers after crookshanks and uh they all run into the direction which they don't notice towards the whomping willow mm-hmm. yeah and harry and hermione are like screw it they they can't run with the cloak on top of yeah. them really yeah, like yeah. full speed. Yeah. So they just kind of drag it behind them and run after Ron. So this right. whole group right. is running towards the Whomping Willow and Sirius kind of attacks them. Now, first of all, 
really super brave of Ron. Oh, yeah. That he pushes Harry aside. And in this moment, we think, okay, the dog is after Harry. Yeah, so he's going to attack Harry. Right. Because it jumps on Harry and hits him in the chest with his paws at first. Now, yeah. you were like, why is he going after Harry? He might have just missed. They're moving mm -hmm. around and stuff like that. And he jumps. Or what actually is said in the text is that Harry was pulling, was had seen had seen him and was mm -hmm. pulling his going for his wand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so he wanted to prevent him. He's from made. Yeah. Magic. He's made. Yeah. So he's going to prevent him, knock him down yeah. and then quickly turn and get Ron drag Ron away. But it, the way it reads to in the story is that like, after he knocks Harry to the ground, this mm -hmm. being uh Padfoot, this being Sirius black, um, he turns right. And, and he runs back at them and yeah. everyone thinks he's running to get Harry. Yes. And so Ron does something super brave and he sticks his arm out and shoves Harry down again to so get sort of in front brave. of him, right? And then boom. Uh, I mean, a giant black dog. Giant dog. He I, wow. throws himself in front of yeah. his friend while while, while wrestling with Scabbers and all this stuff. Right? Exactly. So, he still has Scabbers somehow in right. his pocket. He's holding on there and he does the one arm sort of jab and gets <laughs> what a cool move, Ron. So yeah. give him some credit for that, really. Right. He gets more credit later on too when he's in the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> True. Host, oh yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. With yeah. So Crookshanks is the one who helps Harry and Ron, uh, sorry, Harry and Hermione go after Ron. Ron's being dragged down. Yeah. Actually, without, Sirius didn't even activate that, right, thing. No. I feel like Sirius just got, he slipped. How did Sirius even get in? How did Sirius get through the Whomping Ooh. Willow? Yeah. It, it, to me, it's it maybe just luck. Maybe he knows the brand. Maybe he's done this before, and you didn't need as much help to get into it. Who knows? But Maybe Crookshanks was over there. Oh, already did it for like uh, activated the the freeze thing for the Whomping Willow for Sirius to right. get Ron just, in. Just to kind of and get they didn't through. notice it. Maybe, know? maybe because the first. I mean, it takes a second for mm -hmm. the Whomping Willow to attack. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So we know Crookshanks is somewhere over there. He sees okay, everyone's standing underneath the the Whomping Willow, so he yeah. protects them all kind of by just hitting that button. Right, 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 right. Comes back. And yeah. then once Sirius and Ron are gone, Harry and Hermione realize where they are. They get attacked and they don't know. And this is so cool. I mean, not cool, but Hermione freaks out. Almost like takes you back to the moment when, uh, what, what was it? I don't know if that was a movieism, but when Ron says, are you a witch or not? She's like just mm -hmm. crying out for help, not knowing what to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, we have to get someone else. We can't do this on our own. We have to go back. And Harry's not like, no, we got to save Ron. Yep. Right now we don't have time. And she just says help. And so desperately. And then she actually gets help from her cat. Yeah. Crookshanks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. Um, which is interesting because you say this whole time that you get this back and forth. It's mm -hmm. sort of like, what, what is going on now? We don't get the information right now. We don't really know. Crookshanks kind of disappears in the, in the skirmish. Yeah. Yeah. And is not really, we lose track of Crookshank. So we're assuming maybe goes over, um, touches the knot, lets them get in, comes back. They're getting swatted. They're right. crying out for help. Crookshanks goes back in, presses yeah. the knot. Or maybe it's just that Black was able to get through the branches. On Because he's you know, so experienced with it. Yeah. yeah who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. I I mean, it's no wonder why people have theories about Crookshanks, who, she, like, who Crookshanks could be. People have said it could be Lily's cat, right? Um, yeah. It could have been Lily's cat, which is cool, really cool to think about, especially later what he does uh, to Sirius. Um, 
Yeah, by but protecting then you, him and yes, and, yeah, sitting on his heart and his chest. And uh, stuff. Uh, almost yeah. like they know each other. They've known each other for yeah. longer than this. But then you would think, why would Sirius not just tell Harry, hey, this is your mom's cat? And why would Crookshanks maybe... I mean, Harry was just a baby back then, but maybe recognize Harry more of like, yeah. you know, show some extra love to mm-hmm. to Harry. <laughs> yeah, I I still love, I love the idea because it is still super fitting that yeah that like Hermione kind of represents Lily right because just in her in her yeah in her, in her, in her wit her and, yeah and that she's a Gryffindor and and that she's super smart um, yeah she's near Harry and just a part of this trio and you got Crookshanks sort of uh, yeah that she gravitated towards towards him and he to her um yeah and then this protection of Sirius yeah it all kind of does yeah make makes sense and I like I like the idea that that she could be Lily's cat so yes but now we go into the the the, the tunnel now this is a tunnel that is uh, a passageway that goes off of the Mara- the, the the Marauders map like right. you can start to see it and then where it goes was really un uncertain Right. So yeah. it doesn't actually show the shrieking shack as the right. destination. No. Yeah. So they don't, they, they, you know, and this, we'll, we'll get into that in a second when Lupin shows up. And that's just, this is, this is a tunnel that Harry does recall. I think when, when they're in there, right. When they're in mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're chasing after Ron, they're seeing like scabbers. Um, I'm sorry. They're seeing Crookshanks's uh, tail. Yeah. Bushy yep, tail. Bushy tail bouncing around. So they're kind of like following like, and they're like duck yep, down. Follow yep. Follow me. Come on. <laughs> And uh, and then so they're they're going through the the passageway, sort of hunched over about an hour, I would I would guess, by the way. Yeah. So when when Harry tries to go to Honeydukes, right, um, it takes about an hour yes. to go through that passage. And yep. that's a long time. Yes, that's a long walk, y'all. It is. And they have hunched to kind of, over. Yes. To, right. It's so low that they have to hunch over. Yeah. That's yeah, quite quite a trip. So mm-hmm. anyway, it, it's uh, and he said it was about that long. So he felt like it was near. um felt like it was the distance that it would take to get to uh, Hogsmeade. So he yeah. knows it's kind of on the outskirts of that. Right. Anyway, and which is why then Hermione, when they go in, she realizes right away, boom, this is it. This is the Shrieking Shack. Yeah. She looks at the windows and they're barricaded or something. And she's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, we must be in the Shrieking Shack. Right. <laughs> How terrifying, though, for them yeah. to be like, you know, Ron is like screaming ahead and you can't even catch up. Like you're trying yeah. to go fast and your friend is just being drugged further and further down this passageway. Like. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of shorts here recently about Sirius Black mm-hmm. and just how crazy this whole thing is in that, like, how safe is Hogwarts? Because right. there's all these uh, like dangers and stuff. And it's like if he wanted to, like any Animagus or Animagi could just come into the school. It, see, it, exactly. Right. Yeah. And they, they can and infiltrate the school that way. Anyone right. who's unregistered or whatever, like they could do that. Yeah. And it seems like a pretty big uh, security flaw in. Yeah. At, at Hogwarts. Absolutely. But anyway. I mean, and it doesn't, it looks like, I mean, yes, Sirius and James were one of the smartest people in there, but it doesn't seem like that hard to become an unregistered Animagus. And remember earlier when Hermione said there's only, I mean, we listened to the next chapter and she said there's only seven registered Animagi in this century. Right. It's past 100 it makes years. You, it makes yeah. you wonder, like, there's probably more right but they're unregistered but, but it, the fact that there's only seven in a hundred years makes you go would that many people break the law or is it really that difficult to do oh i think it's difficult yeah it's right definitely if it were more to easy to do why wouldn't you just register and just do it just to do it right yeah um but i feel like yeah this is they 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 did not they're unregistered we'll get there in a second um and i think she's talking about the country of like the uk basically yeah yeah for sure yeah with the yeah registered <laughs> with the ministry of magic right. yeah 
Yep. Um, so I mean, this whole this chapter and the next chapter are just frustrating. Once they get in there, every and it, doing a reread, it's really frustrating yeah. because you're like, just say what you want to say, serious. <laughs> what the heck? Why you do know? you make it seem even more oh. like you're the guilty one? Only one will be murdered tonight. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. okay. Keep speaking in riddles, bro. Yeah, and and I mean, what does he say? Like when Harry's just like, you know, you killed them or whatever. Like he's talking about, he, he finally confronts. Oh, so he gets in there, and Ron's leg is broken, by the way, which ooh, awful. Mm -hmm. And by the way, <laughs> the number of times. His leg is broken. He's been drugged all the way back in here. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he's still. I don't know how he's still conscious. This is I know, the magical right? abilities of these individuals, Pro right? Good point. Probably. Magical blood and stuff like that. It's why he's able yes. to sustain himself because Lupin or somebody, maybe like it was that. Black, falls on his leg either in this oh. chapter or the next, and yeah. like almost. I'm like, did it re-break it? Is it bone out of? Sorry to he trigger. He gets anybody, up and I mean, like whew. lunges at Black once more, like with his right. broken leg. Leg. Right. Yeah, stands up and is like holding Harry back from attacking. Uh, black during their fist fight or whatever but like black he just doesn't it's it's just again frustrating because he is he is tormented by mm -hmm. the fact that like he does switch the secret keeper he feels super responsible he feels yeah. like yeah i did kill your parents and so yes. he kind of mentions that and says that instead of saying to harry hey no that's actually wrong i didn't do that you know what i mean but he yeah. feels responsible so therefore it's all wrapped in why he stayed in Azkaban for 12 years. Yeah. Uh, just just wild. Um, yeah. He he says, I don't deny it. I don't deny it. But if you knew the whole story. Right. And and Harry's like contemplating, as you said, we we're listening to the chapter and you're like, oh, my gosh, Harry is in a super dark, dark place. Right. Yes. Like contemplating murder. Yes. Um, And the murder of a cat as well, too, because Crickshanks jumps up there on. It actually, actually causes him yeah. to pause, right? Yeah. And he's sitting there, he's like, "Well, if I have to kill the cat, I'll kill the cat too." Right. He Shh, is. What, Harry? It's it just it's described so well that he, it doesn't even matter to like consequences right now don't matter to him at all. It's just that yeah. rage inside of him that I want revenge. I want this person yeah. who's who I think is responsible for um, getting my parents killed. Yeah. I want him to be hurt and to be out of this world yeah. and i will do it but you know what yeah. he's ready he doesn't know it yet but that means he's contemplating splitting his soul yeah 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 now very interesting and this is a one-liner it's one sentence in there yeah um but as he's doing it, as he's about to essentially uh kill serious black as he starts to hesitate and drop his wand or as the moments are passing by and he's realizing he's not doing it. Yeah. And right as Lupin is entering the room, uh, it says, I think I don't have the quote exactly, but it says like a voice in his head, like told him to do it. Right. And it's just like, a, but there was, there was a voice yes. screaming in his mind, do it. And you're like, well, what, 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 what is that's the scar scar crux. That is Voldemort. Oh right? yeah. Here. Yes. It yeah. could be totally yes. Here Which, it is. How does it say? Read it. Yeah. So Black made a startled movement that almost dislodged Crookshanks. That's after after Hermione screamed that we're up here. So they heard something downstairs. Hermione right. yep. wants to make themselves known. Um, Black makes a movement. Harry gripped his wand convulsively. Do it now, said a voice in his head. But the footsteps were thundering up the stairs, and Harry still hadn't done it. Do it now a voice and, and then he actually if that were his voice he would right yeah like like yeah. he would do it 
right? Because something yeah. was inside his mind urging him to do it. Yeah. But yet he decided not to. This is where I get you get into mental health and stuff. And I, I often would say on Up Talk and Tolkien or our Lord of the Rings podcast, like to be careful, like the first thought that comes into your mind sometimes is not there. I think you know, this is getting into like spiritual warfare stuff, but like things coming and, and, and the evil thoughts popping in. It's like how you respond. That's not you. Yeah. That's something else. And when it comes and when it happens in your mind, it's you who after. So Harry in this moment responds and yeah. does not listen to that voice. Yes. And, and it's just a it's interesting because it's fantasy, it's magic, it's whatever. But this is actually like Voldemort in his mind. Like this is this is another soul, yeah. another, another being, another spirit or whatever in his mind speaking. Do yeah. it. Do it now. Right. And you're like, well, yes. And he does it. And yeah. I just think it's it kind of if you want to take it into like real life a little bit, it's just. For people out there who struggle with those 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 kind of things or thoughts or you 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 I don't know like I just think it's just always the second thought is us how do we respond the first might not um, if you have those really weird irrational things coming to your mind just like you know I don't know yeah um, anyway so as Lu this is Lupin downstairs we hear right Lupin is yes. like like lurking downstairs and is coming up the stairs uh, Hermione cries out and we're thinking yes yeah rescue. Lupin <laughs> is let's go yep it's our guy. No, 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 no. My old friend, Sirius Black, how you doing? What's up? Been 12 no. years. Uh... <laughs> I know. This is so sad, though. Yeah. Um, I wrote down in my notes that Lupin joins the party. But yeah. uh, this is the reunion of Remus and Sirius after all these years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Remus still unsure. Like, they see each other for the first time. And it says Sirius first shows no expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's no like light in his eyes or something like, oh my gosh, it's my friend. Right. There's just no expression at all. Yeah, it is sad. It, it, it is sad because they have some unresolved, you know, feelings and things mm -hmm. between them. Right. Yeah. Because Remus really does believe until he sees Peter Pettigrew on the map. Right. He really believes he's a mass murderer. He really believed that Sirius was the secret keeper. Yes. It's not it's not known. It's not known even by Dumbledore that Sirius switched last second. That was between him, James, yeah. and Peter. That was the whole point. That was the big secret they needed to keep. Right. Because they hoped that would also confuse Voldemort. Right. Um, so here, let me read this part uh, real yeah. quick. It's uh, so first of all, uh, Lupin walks in and he's like, hey, where is he? Right. Um, and the kids are wondering, who's he talking about? Who? Yeah, yeah. And so he turned to look at Black again, and Black's face was quite expressionless. Mm -hmm. For a few seconds, he didn't move at all. Then very slowly, he raised his empty hand and pointed straight at Ron. Mystified, Harry glanced around at Ron, who looked bewildered. But then Lupin muttered, staring at Black so intently, it seemed he was trying to read his mind. First of oh, all, it seemed like he's trying to read his mind. Yep. Was he actually was he? trying to no, read that, his Every mind? time yeah. they say that in the series, Dumbledore, whoever is, mm -hmm. whenever it's an adult or a teacher, Snape, typically it's Snape. You know, it seemed as if Snape was trying to read someone's mind. Yeah. He actually is. Yeah. Because now we know that piece of magic is there and available right, for some. Right. Yep. So people have gone back in the reread and you see things like that and you're like, oh, it doesn't. You're like, oh, okay, figure of speech, whatever. It just seems that way. He, the way yeah. he's staring, the into. But then you find out later, oh, they actually can do that. That's they a bit could, of magic yeah. that they could do that. And they may be trying right. to uh, We don't know for sure, that. but yeah, yeah, could be. Mm. Um, and he says, 
why hasn't he shown himself before now? Unless... And Lupin's eyes suddenly widened as though he was seeing something beyond black. Something none of the rest could see. Yeah. Unless he was the one. Unless you switched without telling me. Mm -hmm. Yep. And very slowly, his sunken gaze, never leaving Lupin's face, black nodded. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the kids don't know what's going on. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they just watch. Like, Harry's about to ask, but they just watch all of a sudden. Lupin going up to this, they think, mass murderer, hugging mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. like a brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 weird. From Lupin's perspective, we see it from the kids, but from his perspective, you can imagine in his mind, he doesn't say it, but it's almost mm-hmm. like, yes. Wow, I knew, like, this. Deep inside, it deep didn't inside, make sense to him that. Never understood this. Yeah. No. And now it makes sense. He yeah. was conflicted. He couldn't wrap his mind around it. It's probably been 12 years of trauma for him, too. Just to like, what happened to my friends? I had three good friends, right? All, mm. all I had, we had this core group and we're all split. This is our reunion, right? Essentially, we have our we have James's son here. Um, but like you've got now Sirius and you've got Peter there. But just thinking about Remus as he goes through these 12 years, just like he lost all of his friends. Right. Yes. I mean, he's serious. Is uh, in prison. Yeah. Peter is yes. dead, as far as he knows. James is dead. It's tragic. Remus it's, is such a tragic yeah. character, and right. I love Remus. We all love. I mean, not all of us, but most of us actually have a place for Remus in their hearts. Yeah. And yeah. I definitely do love him as a character, but I just had a thought. Yeah. Did Remus ever see Scabbers before this moment? Did he never get a look at Scabbers? Well, that's what we find out in the next chapter a little bit is that they break down how is it that Sirius knew. So it is interesting, right? I Did he ever have a chance? Did Remus ever see Scabbers throughout this, throughout this year? They were definitely... That's the only time that he would have had a chance to have looked at him and seen him and right. seen, his, his, seen his markings as Sirius did. Exactly. It is yeah. strange. It's crazy to think that Sirius is in Azkaban has a limited uh, opportunity or chance to mm-hmm. see Scabbers, but sees the newspaper clipping. Wouldn't Remus have seen that same newspaper clipping and uh, of the Weasleys and saw Scabbers yeah. and thought, oh my gosh, that's Peter. He probably didn't look as closely. Right. He, he just assumed, because he assumed, the, the difference is that Sirius knew Peter is alive. Yes. And he just assumed Peter's dead dead that's true that's true so the so the assumption just kept him from looking closer right he's not going to look closely at every rat that he sees in the newspaper no. because because he thinks okay <laughs> yeah. peter is dead so he's not looking yeah. for that whereas sirius is actively looking for um you know or wondering what happened to peter etc yeah just so. wondering if he saw him even on the train yeah you know they were in the same um apartment oh, so, apartment yeah, they, compartment yeah the they train. were they were right mm-hmm. and so yeah, did he ever see him there? I know he was kind of asleep and he was struggling from uh, like a recent uh, full moon right. or upcoming one yeah. possibly or uh, was taking his Wolfsbane potion. But he, yeah, he may have. And it's just, again, the idea that he couldn't mm. believe it. He couldn't bring yeah. himself to believe. And it wasn't until something that he created, the Marauder's Map shows him Peter's right. name, that he starts yeah. to go, there's no way. He's like, like he, should, he, he should be dead. Yep. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, we've I've done a lot of shorts on the channel about this as well, too. Like, what was serious? You know, he just feels so guilty, so he doesn't put up a fight. He is, he's given no trial, really. Everyone, you know, who would who was asked or interviewed, you know, Dumbledore and Remus would have said, well, he was the secret keeper for the Potters. Yes. And so somehow they were able to find the Potters, which means that Sirius probably gave the secret up. 
So in their minds, yeah. it's just like, okay, whatever. Now, that like like the craziest thing, and this is going into the next chapter a little bit, we'll 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 recover it then. But it's the idea that Remus never wants to like let everybody know all this breaks down. Mm -hmm. As far as he knows, Sirius is in prison, as I said, James is gone, Peter is gone. Why not let people know at that moment when this investigation is going on and all this stuff is happening that they were unregistered animagi? Yeah. Right. Or, and then it comes up again 12 years later and he calls him, I mean, Remus calls himself a coward. Yeah. Basically says, like, it, it was my pride. It was my, you know, um, feelings. The relationship and, to Dumbledore that right. he cherished so much because Dumbledore was the only one who would who, give him a chance in yeah, life. And who believed in it twice. And he felt like he had betrayed his trust. Yeah. And, didn't want to so anyway but there's just a lot going on there with these with these characters a lot of okay the 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 frustration that you feel as a reader going through this chapter and the next like you see this in in terms of like the potential plot holes or whatever because they're frustrating it's like yeah a lot of things could be solved here guys if y'all would have just talked shared some information but <laughs> yeah. you're a suit you're a super secretive club mm -hmm. the marauders yeah and you started you you, you grew up in secret in, in like secrets with secrets and mm -hmm. made a secret map and a powerful you know and then yeah. it just sort of then you get into the war and you get into the um the, yeah. the fight against Voldemort and there's really no time to process all that stuff or whatever right so, yes um, yeah it does make sense but anyway right yeah so we have Lupin figures it out and and they're trying to calm the kids down because they're not ready to listen at all Hermione is outraged yeah. with the fact that Lupin has been so she thinks right away, oh, he's a werewolf. He's been helping Black to get into the castle. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to explain, no, that's not the case. But you are right. I am a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Good job, Hermione. You figured it out because yeah. Snape's homework, the essay. Right, right, right. He would be proud of you, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny side note. Oh, maybe that's in the next chapter. Sorry, because we kind of read them both at the same time, and I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's like next chapter series is like Snape. What's that, what's Snape got to do with yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't even know that Snape's a teacher. Yes, yeah, at Hogwarts. Mm -mm. So very yeah. interesting. But uh, before we end our chapter discussion today, uh, I want to ask you most important thing. People have asked all the time, "What's up with that loophole surrounding the Marauders map and seeing?" peter pettigrew on the map or not or seeing sears black on the map or not yeah yeah uh, what's going on here how do we solve this loophole yeah it is solvable i think yeah and there's people aren't gonna some you know this might be highly debated i don't know but there are theories out there that like let's set the stage mm -hmm. harry has the map and fred, let's back up fred and george have the map right for what they give it in their give away in their fifth year so they've had it for let's say four years yeah and they've seen Percy has had scabbers. Mm -hmm. Then they've had a time where Ron has had scabbers, which is Peter Pettigrew and which would show up on the map as Peter Pettigrew. But they never noticed that. Um, right. It's been explained that that, well, when they're looking to do their pranks, so they're looking to get away. They're they're typically focused on Filch or Mrs. Norris or Dumbledore Under or professors. Teachers, yeah. yeah, they're not really looking at their brother. Mm -hmm. um, and then by the time Percy becomes head boy, Ron has scabbers. So yeah. if they're watching Percy, you know, Peter Pettigrew is no longer okay, with, yeah. Was yeah. with him, right? So it kind of, you know, moves around. Plus, there are hundreds of these students or whatever. Now, then you, okay, so so you can sort of say maybe that's that that's what's going on. But then you've got Harry looking at the yeah. map, and he's super close to Ron. All the time, yes. All the time. And why didn't he see Pettigrew? 
right? Um, and he just he just doesn't. So in the movie yep. he does, but in the books yep. he does not see Pettigrew at all. Yep. Um, it's there was a theory out there essentially that, and and it's it's slightly off and wrong, but that the Marauders themselves, since they made the map, they were not visible on it. Yeah, that's not true, because um, you are able to see them on the map. Well, we have individuals who see them on the map. We have individuals who see them on the map. Um, the uh, the two individuals that we in this chapter or mm -hmm. this next this chapter and the next that we see uh, seeing other marauders right. are Remus, one of the marauders, and then next chapter Snape. Yes, those are the only two who actually ever really see the like like Pettigrew mm -hmm. or Black or maybe even could see Remus himself. Right, right. Those are the three marauders you have right. left. So. Can you see those three guys on the map? Yes. Remus can because Remus created the map. Yeah. Right. He is able to see um, Peter yeah. and Sirius. If he wants, if they appear on the map, he would be able to see them. Now, people are like, well, wait a second. Why was Snape able to see Remus right. going towards the Shrieking Shack in the tunnel? And the reason being is that Remus activated the map. Yeah. He activated the map and left it on his desk. Right. Snape Opened. just saw it. It's yeah. not deactivated. You're always supposed to say mischief managed. He was in such yeah. a hurry. He didn't. Right. So let me let's back up for a second. Essentially, if someone else would have activated the map, let's mm -hmm. say any other professor um, activates the map, hands it to Remus and Remus is like looking at it and going, OK, you know what? Trying to pretend like he doesn't. And he then sees he himself can see Peter Pettigrew. Right. The person who activated it, if it wasn't him, yeah. can't see it. Okay. That's what I think. I think, okay. like, let's say McGonagall activates the map and is looking at it. I don't think she would see Remus. I okay. don't think she would see Peter. Yeah. I don't think she would see Sirius. Yeah. Okay. And if she leaves that map out and mm -hmm. open, then when Snape comes by, he wouldn't be able to see them either. No. But if a marauder himself activates the map yeah i then believe they have access to themselves and can yes. see themselves right yeah. that's the whole theory i would yeah. i would agree with that so i disagree like if mcgonagall activated the map and lupin was looking over her shoulder and he would see peter and she would not i don't think that's the case i think okay. everyone sees whoever activated the map because then otherwise of the snape yeah, yeah the snape thing would make sense uh if if that was the case so if a marauder activates the map then you can see the marauders themselves on there. Yeah. 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 That's the whole, that's how we could close that loophole for now. I think mm -hmm. is yeah. to say that because Remus activated it, Snape sees it. But before that, no one's ever seen like Harry didn't even see Sirius on the map. So here's what I think is interesting. Around. Yeah. Here's yeah. Okay. I get that. Cause remember when Lupin is called down to see to Snape calls him and they look at the map mm -hmm. or whatever. I believe at the time Scabbers is still in the castle. I think Peter Pettigrew well, is still in the castle, right? Yeah, we don't know where exactly he is at the time. We don't? I is think, that so... I don't think Scabbers has left yet. I don't think he has... I think he has. Has he? Okay. Has he? Okay, that, that would make sense then. That would make sense then why why he doesn't see it. Because they're already mad at Hermione. Remember, Hermione is yeah. watching them. Are you going to Hogsmeade or not? What's going yeah. on? And they're super mad at her still because of the whole Scabbers thing. So Scabbers has ran out of the castle, you think, at that point? Yeah, he might not be yeah anywhere. I mean, he could be in the castle, but like you said, maybe but he's not he with Ron. No, okay. I don't think he's with well. With either Ron. way, if you activate the if Harry has activated the map or Fred or George or whoever, mm -hmm. then that doesn't give you access 
to any of the marauders. Yeah. Now, what I was saying is that maybe a marauder would be able to look over your shoulder and see another marauder, regardless of who had activated it. But I like the idea that um, if, if somebody who's not a marauder mm -hmm. activates it, then nobody can see them. Yeah, everyone right? sees the same thing on that. Yeah, you would yeah. need like yeah. the marauder to close, like mm -hmm. someone to close the map, mischief manage, and then Remus or somebody to open it back up, then they get full access to yes who's on the map and i like that because it makes them they're the owners they're the creators of it so they're they have special access to it yeah mm -hmm. and maybe there's other things they could see on it that other people can't so, yeah really cool just interesting because people have always debated like there's the other big debate too like can can you see a future harry and hermione oh yeah on the map and and uh, apparently you the ones, can't the, the, that's the, not mentioned yes the two or, that travel back in time because otherwise remus would have seen them because he looks at the map when they're they he follows them while they're going down to Hagrid's hut because he knew they might sneak out to help his friend their friends right and he wanted to keep an eye on them because of Sirius Black still mm -hmm. uh, wandering mm -hmm. around yeah so and then that the thing that shocked him was that Peter Pettigrew with was with them when they left the cabin so if he's taking it or he's looking at the map while they're leaving he would have seen her Hermione. Her, her, yeah, Hermione hurry, and hurry, 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 hurry. Hermione. Uh, yeah, Hermione and Harry just, just over on the edge of the Forbidden Forest, right? Just around yeah. like in the garden there yes. area, whatever. Um, so why wouldn't he have seen them? Is yeah. he just caught up in the moment that he sees Peter Pettigrew and he just ignores yeah. what's happening? What's because he's following them from from uh present time, Harry and Hermione and Ron, yeah, all that whole group, and then over later, um, in the uh, up. Where, where, where are they at up there madame pomfrey's uh yeah yeah they're up there the hospital wing hospital wing thank yeah. you and they that's where they sort of show up would show up later if they go back in time mm -hmm. you're gonna have two harry's and, and two hermione's oh yeah showing up so one is here and one is here and they're both working their way down right to the hut right down to hagrid's yeah. hut. yeah and he doesn't see them because he's tracking these two mm. so i get they're kind of lingering off to the side and they're not directly there yeah so he might just be ignoring everything else maybe you can zoom Could, in on the map and be. he's like really zoomed in on on those two to see but but that is it he's also watching around them to mm -hmm. look for Sirius, isn't yeah. he? Isn't yeah. he looking for Sirius and trying to see if Sirius oh, comes yeah, and for attacks sure. yes, them? Yes. So that makes me think like he should have seen them, which might show a limitation on the Marauders map. Yeah, for sure. I think they might not even know about time travel. So they didn't include it as some feature of the map, right? So Could be. they knew yeah. about invisibility cloaks. So yeah, yeah, they made for, sure yes. you can still see somebody. Right. They didn't know really about time travel. And the question is, could Harry have seen Hermione and sitting in three classes at once? Had he looked at the map while he was sitting next to Hermione? Could he just unwrap the map and seen Hermione? Hey, you're also in you're in divination, but you're also Dang. in Muggle studies. If you open the Marauders <laughs> map and you have yeah. a student using a time turner, yeah, like would you if you saw them in three different places? Yeah, right with you in this classroom and that classroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So that would be evidence of fun. of time travel. It makes me also kind of wonder, like we've never seen this with, with Dumbledore, but if if the Marauders can create this map and track everybody in in, in the oh thing, yeah, why wouldn't Dumbledore or somebody else be able to do the same thing? Obviously, that is something that probably a headmaster or school official should not have. But it's like having right. cameras in your school, essentially, right? You're right. keeping track of where everybody is, yeah. and you're you're making sure that you're responsible for these True. individuals. So. Definitely would have helped during the... Uh... Yeah, you're so right. Because they have 
teachers uh, doing double shifts. Mm-hmm. Like they have to teach during the day and they have to wander the corridors at night. Like we see Snape all the time out at night wandering and, and you know, looking for students if they're out of their beds. Right. Um, so is Filch. I mean, he's up all night, all, all day. I don't know how he does it, but wouldn't it be so much easier if someone could just do the night shift from their office and you only see corridors? You don't have to, you know, you don't put the dormitories on there or mm-hmm. whatever. You don't yeah. want to, maybe you don't want to see what's going on in there. Yeah. So <laughs> you just put all the corridors and maybe classrooms on there uh, to see if any students are out of bed. Right, right. Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Here's another interesting one too. In the last book, in Chamber of Secrets, Fred and George have the Marauder's map and are able yeah. to see it. And their sister goes missing. And they could yeah. use the map to find her, but they don't. Or the Chamber of Secrets it's is not, not is not on there because yeah. it's not something that the Marauders themselves right. plotted and found. Right. The reason the hidden pathways are there, uh, passageways, right, mm-hmm. to to Honeydukes and or, or, or to uh, Hogsmeade, mm-hmm or other 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 areas is because they found them yes if they found them then they then they would you know yeah uh, then it could that would show up on the map that means there could so, be even more could be that the marauders and fred and george just, just haven't found didn't find yes for sure cool so okie dokie wow really fun, cool fun, fun. i love the marauders map i love all the designs that are out there of the marauders map and i think it's one of the most like famous and um just a fan favorite item i think yeah yeah yep all right now friends uh so hey thank you that was our chapter sort of us uh summary and and review uh discussion fun stuff we're gonna be moving into the next chapter uh next week so that'll be more fun but each and every week uh if we do have one we will read it on the podcast feel free to send these into flirt and bill at gmail.com but we have the owl post Let's go. Tyler on Instagram said this. Hey, guys, I was just listening to the last episode, chapter 14, and you were talking about Snape calling upon Lupin to inspect the map. Um, I do believe Snape had. Have we already read this? No. No. I, yeah. No. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, guys, I was just listening to the last episode, chapter 14, and you were talking about Snape calling upon Lupin to inspect the map. I do believe Snape had put together that Mooney was, in fact, Lupin. Uh, I think that when the map was insulting him and then he saw Mooney, he immediately put it together since he knew Lupin was a werewolf. And the style of insults were exactly how James, <laughs> yeah. Sirius Peter and Lupin used to tease him. Good point. Uh, yeah, I think he called upon him to see if he would, in fact, defend his old best friend's son and kind of test where his loyalties lay. Uh, thank you for the amazing content. Hope you all had an amazing Christmas. Cheers, your neighbor across the river in Kentucky. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Thanks, Thanks Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. No, I think so too, right? They were we were a little confused about that. Um, just mm. again, just discussing why did he call Lupin down when he saw sort of the the owners of the writers of the map? Right. Did that trigger anything? Did he ever hear those nicknames? Did they just use those? Yeah, nicknames? did he know they were Animagi? And then what if he knew? Why wouldn't he tell anybody either? Right. I think he but just he, knew. Yeah, he yeah. didn't. Know, all he did know was that, again, Lupin is a werewolf, which we yes. are finding Mooney, out yep. this chapter and next kind of as we go into those those two. Yeah. I really like the theory that he was trying to test his loyalties. Yes. That makes a lot yeah. of sense to me because, I, yeah, I was just wondering, why would he call him? Wouldn't he expect him to protect if he was the creator of the map? I think he really just did it to see his reaction and to get mm-hmm. confirmation. Yeah. He is a creator of the map. Mm-hmm. And now what does he do with mm-hmm. it, with that yeah. knowledge? So, and, and it 
fits so well with Snape being someone who's very smart, very calculating. Right. And and spiteful towards Lupin, having right. this predisposition mm -hmm. to be um, looking for flaws or, or shortcomings or some sort of something that would be something he could take to Dumbledore and say, see, I told you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, Tyler. Great. Great thoughts. I think that's um, yeah, probably spot on. Yeah. So. And thanks so much for writing in. It's always fun when you guys write in and we have something to discuss here and uh, uh, hear your guys's thoughts. Really? Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, friends, over on we're going to jump into Irma Pence's recommendations of the week here in just a mm -hmm. second. But uh, over on our community poll, I think we're going to start dropping sometimes even maybe as we do more of this video version of the podcast, um, a spot where other people who are just YouTubers, they want to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe have a comment or have something really short one to two sentences just featured on the show. Uh, we can do that in the outpost. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, I think yeah. There are so many great comments on the shorts that we do. True. And, and I, I want to it'd be nicer, though, just to kind of say, hey, here's a spot where, you know, it's yeah. going to be featured in our content. And you know that if you've submitted here, um, we're probably going to talk about it over on the on our, on our show. Yes. Give people a chance to really because, cool. you know, yeah, I think it'd be I think it'd be neat. So look look forward to that in the future. I like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Irma Pence's recommendation of the week. Um, Irma Pence. Or slash, I don't know, me. Irma, Irma, Irma. <laughs> she yeah, recommends. Wait, who are you? Lottie, <laughs> Fleur, Irma. Who else are you? L uh, Luna. Lo Luna? I mean. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I love Luna, actually. Yeah, me too. I love Hermione, too. So it's lots of characters I like. But, okay. Yeah. Uh, Irma Pins, actually. We don't get a lot from her, but she gives us great recommendations here, guys. And this one might be a book you have already read in your life because it's one of the most best-selling books around the world. And it's called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And if you ever if you're like me and you've heard this title before, wow, I made a really weird noise noise. <laughs> 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 that's that German, that's German, that's that German accent coming out. You've you know? heard this title before. <laughs> then um but you never really the, the title is like kind of a little weird and it doesn't resonate with you so you never really got that book out and read it now i want to inspire you to read it it's not very long and i actually downloaded uh, uh downloaded the book on the libby app so the the library yeah. app which is awesome you can right. get the books there for free and uh paulo coelho is a huge author and this is his masterpiece where he tells the magical story of Santiago, an Andalusian shepherd boy who yearns to travel in search of a worldly treasure as extravagant as any ever found. And the story of the treasures Santiago finds along the way teaches us as only a few stories can about the essential wisdom of listening to our hearts, learning to read the omens strewn along life's path, and above all, following our dreams. And it reading the story really surprised me. Somehow I expected a very different story and it was like positively, I was positively surprised yeah. at how the story goes. And I love reading books like this. Um, it's mu a lot like the cafe at the end of the world, but yeah, yet yeah. very different. It's more wrapped up in an actual story. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I first encountered the author's name in an Airbnb in Australia uh where his book i think it's called aleph or something like that okay it sat on the shelves and i remember i started reading it for a few days but then we had to leave again and i left there on the shelf i didn't take it with me yeah so, um Pro but the probably a good thing <laughs> i know right probably. like you shouldn't if it's an area yeah. you shouldn't take it with you right <laughs> 
Uh, but I, uh, the first few pages were already so interesting that I Googled the author and I found out that he was the author of the book, The Alchemist. And The Alchemist was recommended in almost every podcast that I was listening at the time. Really? Yeah. yeah. I remember it being a big deal. I remember yes. this being a big book yes. that like, I actually think I even bought it at one point. Oh, you had it at one point? I think I did. And I don't I think I turned it into half price bookstore. I don't think I ever read it. Um, it's really, yeah. I think I started it and then mm -hmm. I didn't really know what it was. And then yeah. so I put it down. I know the same thing. I made it a goal to read it. Mm -hmm. And now five, five years have passed and finally I read it and I, I think it was worth it. It was great. And I actually looked up more discussion boards on it. What does they, what do the little side stories mean? You know, like how yeah. in uh, Lord of the Rings, there's these little mini stories that they yeah. just reference, but then yeah. you have a whole story behind it. And what does it actually mean? Right. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, you also have like the book even has a real Harry Potter connection because you will read about the Philosopher's Stone and the Elixir of Life. Yeah. So um, a great story for everyone who likes to go on a deeper philosophical journey. Nice. Nice. Cool beans. Yeah. Also, friends, if you have recommendations, you know, books that you want us mm -hmm. to read that are kind of either uh, companion pieces to Harry Potter series or right. self-improvement books or something you think we might find interesting, uh, please let us know. You know, s send us... Um, Send us an hour and I think we'd love to check it out because this section is yes. fun. Uh, we've shortened it a little bit just to kind of give yeah. you a quick little mention on the on the podcast. Yeah, and something we're reading. We'll take away. That's yeah. It. yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, friends, this was our, you know, we once when we first started this podcast, we did a video version. We did. So it's on yep. YouTube and, and we started Shell Cottage uh, this way. We drifted away because we moved different apartments and we moved around. And so we finally have gotten back in and we're, we're settled here. Um, but I like it. I think it's fun. I hope I hope you guys enjoy. It's just an extra little piece here uh, to to our show. And yes. um, I don't know. It'd be fun to even like maybe feature some of our patrons in visual ways too yeah. on on the podcast. And thank you guys for your support and and bring you guys more more yes. fun content uh, exclusively. So, anyways, yeah. Thanks to everybody for supporting the show and just for um, yeah. I don't know. Like uh, just being fun, positive. Just being a nice Potterhead. Yeah, nice Potterhead. <laughs> you guys are good. Potterheads are, you know, just good, just good people. Just good people. Look how cute, by the way. I gotta show this. Said a little um, bookmark, bookmark that a uh, student Aww. once made. Like it was an elementary. Yeah. And I was substitute teaching, and they drew this. That's cute. During that lesson, and they gave it to me, and now it's my Harry Potter mm. slash Shout Cottage Radio bookmark that I use all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. So cute. All right, I didn't do as many silly voices this time. I think it was the video version that was. I know I got nervous, right? <laughs> like, oh, no. I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, they're watching me. <laughs> uh, I have to be careful. Uh, so anyway, we'll do. We'll get more comfortable on the on the old cameras here as we go. But this was fun. I had a I had a blast doing this. And again, we're looking forward to 2024. Honestly, yes. friends, we have a lot of things coming. Uh, cool things, I think, for the Extended Edition YouTube page, which includes our, our podcast, Extended Edition, and Shell Cottage Radio. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it's predominantly our Harry Potter content, theory videos, long-form stuff, summaries, different things. I'm honestly really excited for it. Yes. And uh, yeah, we hope you guys will just uh, join us for that for that adventure. So, all right, uh, friends, that's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio 94.7 COZY. We hope you'll join us in the future. We thoroughly enjoy meeting you. Positive. Uh, Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. If you don't want to miss out the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow over on social media at Fleur and Bill.
If you truly enjoy our content, consider supporting our growing wizarding family on Patreon or Apple Premium. You'll find all the links down below. Thank you so much to all our current patrons. We appreciate you to Luna and back. On our next reread episode, we will continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban with Chapter 18, Mooney, Wormtail, Patfoot, and Prongs. So make sure you tune back in next time. And until then, have a great rest of your week. Thanks for joining us in our Shell Cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home.